Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who put the nut in health nut, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we continued our series of why do I keep waking up in the middle of the night and just absolutely blowing my diet? And we looked at can sleep affect your diet or actually can lack of sleep affect your diet? This week, we're going to look at the final installment of that question and it's going to sound like kind of a crazy question is could the reason that your diet isn't succeeding be that you're actually not eating enough first let's look at a real important concept 60 to 75 percent of the calories that you burn in a day are just the calories that you are burning to stay alive to get your heart to beat to breathe to push the food through your digestive system All of that stuff, you know, to get your kidneys to function, all of the stuff that you need to do to stay alive. If you didn't get out of bed, if you didn't move, you would burn 65 to 60 to 75 percent of the calories that you normally burn in a day. And that is called your resting metabolic rate. Now, your resting metabolic rate depends on a lot of things. It depends on how much muscle you have, how much fat you have. If you've got more muscle, it's higher. you got more fat, it's generally a little lower. How um, active you are, although you're not being active, the muscle burns more if you have been being active. So a lot of these things, your gender, your size, a lot of these things control your resting metabolic rate. But in August 1990, Sports Medicine published and said that if you eat more, your resting metabolic rate actually goes up. And if you eat less, it decreases. And the amount it decreases seems to be fairly equivalent to the amount of calories that you have restricted. So if you go restrict your calories just a little bit, your resting metabolic rate wants to go down just a little bit. If you dramatically restrict your calories, then the resting metabolic rate wants to be dramatically reduced. Another study when they quoted, it was called the Minnesota Starvation Study. Now, how would you get people to sign up for the starvation study? But anyway, it found that after a period of severe calorie restriction, which means you eat 50% less calories than what you normally would eat. So if you're eating a 2,000 calorie diet, you drop to a 1,000 calorie diet. And there's a lot of people that do that, and that's considered starvation. When the people were allowed to go back to regular eating, they ate significantly more calories than they had been eating before they were set on the starvation path. So what it seems is our bodies are really concerned about the very real possibility, and it's not the real possibility as much now as it was in our ancient history, but it was designed to keep us from starving to death. If there's not enough food, slow everything down so that you don't burn as many calories so you don't starve to death. Now, another big thing they found was that after severe calorie reduction for a lengthy period of time, your body not only slows the resting metabolic rate, but it does it what seems to be fairly permanently. In the August 2017 Journal of Obesity, they published a six-year follow-up on Biggest Loser participants, and they, they took one season's Biggest Loser participants, and 14 of the 16 agreed to participate in the study. And you know the Biggest Loser competition went on for 30 weeks, and after 30 weeks of the severe calorie restriction that they do for Biggest Loser. Now, I do want to point out, 
because a lot of times you say, well, if you if you exercise, you don't have the severe drop off in your metabolism. And if you ever watch Biggest Loser, they really exercise hard. They still had an average of a 600 calorie reduction per day in resting metabolic rate. That's the equivalent of a six mile run that they're not doing every day. So you've got a major drop off in the amount of calories that you burn. Well, you'd think as soon as they start eating again, the number of calories they burn is going to go back up again. So after a six year follow up, they found that actually the resting metabolic rate went down even a little bit more. They also found that most of the participants, well over half of the participants, gained 70% of the weight that they lost back before year six. Well, crap, that's kind of disappointing, isn't it? But don't give up hope. There is some good news here. If you look at the National Weight Control Registry, and I've talked about those before, but they are following more than 10,000 people. And these are just people that have volunteered to uh, tell what they've done. These people have to have lost at least 30 pounds, and they have to have kept it off for at least a year. But what they found is that the average is that they've lost 66 pounds and kept it off for five and a half years. So what they found is that people do lose weight, people do lose significant amounts of weight, and people do keep the weight off. So it's not all gloom and doom. But you've got to do it in a controlled manner. In 2017, an extensive report in Nutrients Magazine, or journal, found that a higher energy flux helped with diet success. And what a higher energy flux is, that you take in a considerable number of calories, you just burn more calories than you take in. Now, if you're already taking in a considerable number of calories, you may be able to achieve it just by increasing the number of calories that you burn through an exercise program. You may want to reduce the number of calories you're taking in by just a little bit and not have quite as much of an exercise program. But the idea is that you have some type of an exercise program that burns a certain number of calories and you adjust your diet to stay somewhere in the 500-calorie deficit range. And if you stay somewhere in the 500-calorie deficit range, you should lose somewhere around five, uh, one pound per week. Now, if you go much higher than that, that's whenever your basal metabolic rate starts going down. If the basal metabolic rate starts going down, what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to have a greater caloric deficit to produce the same results. Now, what they found is if you do the higher energy flux, it increases the amount of fat that you burn at a time, it increases your resting metabolic rate, and causes you to be less hungry. They also found that if you eat a lower glycemic index, and we'll talk about that some other time, but that's just that you have fewer fast-acting carbs in the diet. So you eat things such as whole fruits, vegetables, legumes, which are your beans and peas, and lean protein that you'll eat less and you'll feel fuller. This echoes a study from 1992 from the International Journal of Sports Nutrition that found that if you eat more carbs and protein, you burn more carbs and protein. So if you eat the higher carbohydrate and protein diet 
and you eat a good amount of it, you will be primed to oxidize more of those. And if you keep your calorie deficit about 500, you're going to be in better shape. Last thing it found is a lot of people want to go on a very low carb diet, but a 1986 medical science in sports exercise found that if you go on a very low carb diet, it prevents you from being able to exercise at anything over 75% of your maximum intensity. So it really lowers your ability to do intense exercise for those that are wanting to and to use that for weight loss. Now, there are other problems with severe calorie restriction as well. There can be that you just don't get in enough nutrients. I mean, you you probably need at least 1,200 calories a day, even on a high-nutrient diet, to be able to get in all your nutrients. Um, so... There's times that you just cut out too much of your food intake and it has negative consequences. So make sure you eat enough, but not too much. Make sure that you exercise. Make sure you eat plenty of fruits and vegetables and some lean protein. Make sure most of your food is consumed earlier in the day. And once again, don't eat some real high glycemic index foods that make your blood sugar just skyrocket and then crash back down. And you should be able to stick to your diet and have more dietary success just a little more. And that should make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.